1: Ah yes, a packed house at Mount Smart welcome the Warriors home with rapturous applause at 4pm yesterday afternoon. Similarities of the 95 walk out through the tunnel and through fire whilst the Haka was being performed recreated the feeling as it did back in the day that this was the beginning not the end of the Warriors season. From the kickoff, the Warriors stuck true to a game plan issued by the coach Stacey Jones and delivered to the letter by Tohu Harris, Sean Johnson, and Adam Fanua Blake, which secured a much-needed two points, I've got to say. Own the middle of the ground, complete your sets and get in a good kick and kick chase was simple and effective, is all that Stacey Joan asked. It wasn't pretty, but at the end of the day, who really cares? They got two points and bagged it. So, what this win does, though, for me, is gives the Warriors a bit of breathing space. They get the bye round and then they come up against Power and Melbourne. Here's the question. Was this just the once-off? Or are we about to see a late charge from the Warriors side, who enjoyed a fairy tale start on their return to New Zealand? Only time will tell.
3: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp.
1: How good! How
3: good, Kempy! I hope for the latter. I hope this is a a moment change for a momentum change for the Warriors, and, and they can go go forward and, and know that they've got the the and the, the game to perform. I'm just happy for Stace. I know we've had a few guests on the show um, that have spoken about just, you know, Stacey's taking a job, Cameron George, you know, said he was rooming with um, with uh, Stacey and just, you know. like Sharing a, some forex. Share, yeah, just sharing, you know, just the, the pressure and how much, you know, Stacey just really loves Warriors and wants them really to do well. I was just happy to see him get the get the two points and get some success in there. Well the it's, end.
1: she's a different story, you know, like oh, the me and Stacey's coaching journeys are pretty similar. You know, we take it over in the middle of the season, got we're we're up against it. The difference is yesterday yeah. all right, there's a difference. Yesterday in his box he had Kevin Campion, Owen Gootbill, I'm sure Doc Death was there. Mm. Jason Death, um, Justin Morgan and there was uh, a heap of other old boys around around the, the plate looks like they've gone back to 2002 on Stacey's playing days to bring all these players back into camp to help them deliver this environment but if you watch the box yesterday on two occasions they cut the Stacey Jones and the crowd in front of him got up and they just we're, they were in raptures mate mm. he's a side that's sitting second last yes they're playing the Tigers and they're winning but they all put their hand up and said we love you Stacey
3: yeah. And, and Kempi, and as Izzy pointed out, we've had people say this time and time again. We just want to get behind And we will rally behind this guy. Uh, a quick note on that those shots. The guy doing the shoey, fake shoey. He had a cup in the shoe.
1: Oh, come on, mate. Did
3: he? Did he? Rumour has it. Cowardice. Wow.
1: If he's listening,
3: get on the phone, mate. Mm, yep. Redemption, one chance. Get on the phone and do a real shoey out of a work boot. Twenty-nine <laughs> away from eight. That's I love it, Kimpi. And your question, oh eight hundred one five, oh eight eleven. Is this a change in momentum or was this just a moment in time? Warriors fans, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you this morning. We've got a spot here for some talk back. Come right through, twenty-nine away from eight. Here's Otto with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Dead. You're an is it, Dougie? Izzy's Wizard of the Week. Oh, my Wizard of the Week. It's hard to go past this man. He has been running an absolute clinic as of late. Ryan Fox, yesterday, yesterday at the Irish Open, uh, eight under in the final round to have sole position of of second place, €630,000 in prize money. And then a couple of weeks ago, the BMW International Open, Third, $126,000 in, in uh, prize purse money. And a couple of weeks op- uh, ago, Dutch Open, 29th of the 5th, 2022, second position for another $200,000 in prize money. So this guy is running an absolute clinic as of late. He's paying $41 at the TAB to win the Open at St Andrews. And we spoke to him a while ago about what is needed. At Opens, you just can't miss. But Ryan Fox is showing signs to maybe be New Zealand's next major winner. Hey? Ryan Fox, good luck, brother. We are backing you all the way. Good luck at, at the Open at St Andrews. Coming up, we're going to talk to another man, Issa Nathiawa. He played for Leinster. 185 times he knows what the Irish will bring. We're going to go away get a coffee. Here's Aroha Health, the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand fans from all over parts of of New Zealand made the trip to Mount Smart. And someone that has done it all is our next guest, and I'm going to throw it to you, Kemp, to do the intro.
1: Yeah, if it was their grand final, welcome to Mad Monday because the Warriors got their (laughs) win in front of their adoring fans at Mount Smart Stadium, and while the Tigers played their part, that's for sure.
3: Going to the left now. That looks like a flat pass. It comes away, and it's scored by Brown. No, I think the Warriors have come up with it. They've planted it on their own end goal. Chris Sutton says, yep. The hands go in the air from the Warriors faithful. Jesse Arthurs is telling them about it. The ball goes into the crowd. they don't coming back. Time is up. 22 points to two. The Warriors <laughs> take it. Their homecoming game. The fairy tale complete. They're back home. They're back in the win column. They're back. And we're back, Kempy. What a game and what a way to welcome these boys home.
1: Yeah, in isolation it was a special win for the Warriors Who broke a losing streak of seven games, And delivered Stacey Jones' first win as head coach I think Blake Ashford was standing in the crowd When they kicked that ball in there And took the ball home Hey, he joins us on the radio this morning <laughs> Hey Blake, how you going mate? Good boys, good Oh yes, he's just lying in their bed on his pillow yeah. Big weekend made up in Auckland <laughs> eh? Papa Mo be happy to get oh. rid of you actually
0: Oh, mate, I think they, well, I'm ready to head home. Uh, I think Auckland's taken me <laughs> once again this weekend uh, on a wild, wild trip. But uh, it was finished in style.
1: Hey, mate, what did you think of the game yesterday? You know, twenty six thousand people. Oh, awesome. uh, I thought they, I thought they ran a clinic. The Warriors, they they couldn't be more clinical. What's your thoughts?
0: Oh, exactly, mate. I think um, yeah, just the whole setup of the day, even the coming through the tunnel again. Like the like the good old days, you know, there was fire, the smoke was there. I mean, that just set the tone for the day. And then I th- I thought the whole game was won in the first twenty, really. Um the, the boys probably should have been up a bit more. It was just those last passes that uh the Tigers wingers were just knocking down. I thought Shawnee back home just looked looked like himself a bit. Um, you know, he the the extra step that Extra bit of pace, the footwork, just to set some players up. And um, there were a couple of standouts throughout the game. Even Chanel harris DeVito, I think, at fullback was yeah. in everything. Um, so, look, the, the boys were definitely on, and um, it was good to see.
3: Mate, what was the noticeable changes you saw in their tactics from, from the Warriors? I know as, uh, last couple of weeks they probably haven't kicked as well, but Sean Johnson uh, getting to the kick and relieving some bit of pressure there, mate. Was some other noticeable changes for you?
0: Oh, I think it was just the ball movement, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, they looked... When I that first 20, we had all the balls, so it was really one there. I mean, the the defence from the boys was good, but the way they just moved the ball side to side and the um, just the co- cohesiveness they had together, I just think, um, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, Chanel at fullback as well, being an extra half really helped. I think Volkman's first game at Mount Smart, he, he was good, he was solid. Um, yeah, Shawn Like I've seen Shawnee after the game on the field with his daughter, and you, you can. Oh, he had a big smile on his face. They were running around. It's obviously his daughter's first time at Mount Smart, and he he was just so happy to be home. I reckon, and it showed in his footy.
3: Yeah, he could, you heard it in his comments post, mate. He was talking about his mum and dad. It's been a long couple of years away, so it was awesome to see him have a, have a smile on his face. Well, I want to ask you about Jesse Arthurs, mate, in the centres. Do uh, you think he's he's got a big future ahead of him, mate? And that's probably been a position where the Warriors probably have been lacking in the last couple of weeks. He took a nice step in the right direction?
0: Yeah, I think certainly. I think he was good. He was um, trending with his form um, Mm. at the start of the year and really looked uh, like he was going to lock that centre position down. And um, look, I think after his performance, well, so far this year and even yesterday, I think. um, Well, I'm hoping the Warriors uh, re-sign him and and keep him on. Um, I know, I think the 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 Broncos, I think who let him go, would be uh, (laughs) wanting him back. But I'm I'm hoping that uh, the the Warriors sign him on. So. Mm. It, it did firm up their defence as well yesterday, having a centre there who um, you know, wasn't so young, has been in the game for a bit longer. So um, that, that was good. Very good to see.
1: So what about the Tigers, Blake? You know, your old team uh, struggling big time. I thought Luke, Luke Brooks uh, probably looked a little bit better when he moved to dummy half, but was pretty average in the seven, Juicy again. They just seemed to uh, lack the confidence in scoring points.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, look, I I think that first half they only had the the two sets in the Tigers' half. Um, It's hard to win a footy game like that. I know, looking, like I said, after that first 20, looked at the Tigers and they were just real bunched. I think it just took it out of them. And it's going to be hard to come back from here um, and and win games. Uh, Look, I I don't know what way they go, uh, to be honest. I think... Team they've got they're just going to have to play the season out and maybe Jagger win here or there. I, I I really don't know what direction they're going to go in. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they pick as their coach because I think um, yeah, I really think that the next coach they need is a stable coach who's going to be there for for a long time and really stamp his mark on the club.
1: Talking about coaches, uh, the Warriors. there was we had a we had a uh, lunch on Friday afternoon with Cam Smith. Was up on stage and he said that there's an announcement this week in and around the coaching, yeah. mate. I'm hearing rumours that they're probably going to give it to Stacey Jones with a few of the old boys surrounding him. Have you heard anything?
0: I haven't. No. Um, I, I'm. I'm excited. Like I'm. I, I know all the boys respect Stacey. Everyone respects Stacey, and everyone will play for Stacey Jones. Um, look, I, I'm all for it if we give it to Stacey, and I and I hope Stacy's That's what Stacey. Sorry, that's what Stacey wants. Um, yeah, look, I, I originally asked for Christian Wolf because I didn't think Stacey would have wanted the job, but, you know, Christian Wolf has turned the Warriors down. So, um, like I said, mate, I've said it numerous times this week, in Stacey we trust.
1: Yeah, that's uh, mate, interesting for me. Mate, just looking back on the crowd, the homecoming, like you said, running out of the tunnel. Uh, their, their next game is up against Melbourne. Uh, Parramatta they've got a week off. Parramatta got a couple of hard games g- uh, coming up. What do you think they have to do, mate, to get the keep the roll going?
0: Just I just, I think they'd take confidence out of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being there and playing that footy. I know you're not, you're not going to miss that same opposition every week. But the things you do and the things you can control, exactly what you do at training, exactly what you bring to the game. So if they bring this energy, and obviously we know they're not going to get 26,000 screaming Warriors fans at every game, but if they bring that same energy they had within themselves this week, I think that just the football will do itself. Um, The defense was on yesterday. We spoke about their attacking ability. Mm. It's all there. It's just um, putting it together now. Just got to take out what
3: they did yesterday. And, and talking on the defense, it's probably been uh, you know the, the the probably part of the Warriors' season where they've lacked. Um, Justin Morgan's been under a hell of a lot of pressure, but you know to keeping a a team to to two points, they'll take a lot away from that, mate. Was there any difference in their defensive kind of makeup and the way they bought their defense that you've seen? Okay, they they're probably heading in the right direction.
0: Um, there, there was less, I think. Mm. Um, there was more patience in their defence, especially when the tiger. We know the Tigers went throwing a lot at them, but when they did, the boys were very patient and moving together. I think you know we spoke about Jesse Arthur's out in the centres. I thought he brought a, a bit of calmness out there, um, and just the scramble. I think just the there was a couple of times I've seen Joshy Curran turn in, and the the Tigers went through. And then the next minute, you've got Joshy Curran saving that try with about three or four others there. Mm. I thought, um, yeah, the edge defence really stood up yesterday when it needed to. And that's the way they're going to have to go throughout the year because apart from one or two games, we've been pretty solid through the middle. um, And I think it's just been our edge movements that have been letting us down. But the young kids are going to grow. And like we said, hopefully take confidence from from
1: that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully they can mate, um, they've got a couple of uh, real humdingers coming up in power in Melbourne mate, just don't, uh, we're going to tack left here, just on the referee and the and Katie Brown in the box yesterday with the bunker, I don't know if you noticed but she made really quick decisions in the bunker and and some of the referee and comments from the coaches on the weekend, Blake, Trent Robinson especially going on um, mm. about the way that he's refereed, what do you take uh, from having, I guess, one a woman up in the bunker that actually makes a decision in 10 seconds and some of the uh, refereeing decisions over the weekend?
0: Um, mate, there wasn't as overly a lot that I saw on the weekend. Um, but, you know, I, I did see the, the Roosters game. And I, th- I thought it was, you know, you don't really see a player like Joey Manu blow up. Mm. And you can tell that when he is blowing up that, you know, obviously the refereeing decisions were a bit wrong. Um, look, mate, it's a tough job. And we sit here and critique them all, all yeah. day. Um, I, I, I love the, um, the the quickness that the bunker was there yesterday um, with all the calls, even if there were some that we thought might have been maybe the Wade Egan try was a try, I don't know. Um, but look, I, the, it just speeds the game up and it's uh, it, it was good to see. I know there's always going to be complaints every weekend about a referee and which game here or there, but um, look, I'm in. I don't want to do it. I'd be happy to sit down with the 26000 again. And like I said, I don't know if it was the uh, the beers from Saturday night, but I was extra emotional yesterday. Yeah.
3: Beautiful, Blake. Beautiful. We've got a question for you on the text machine, mate, on the temper post text machine. Great show. Can you please ask Blake if he knows how the guy who won the TAB promotion got on with his $15,000 bet? Jamie.
0: Yeah, no, he... Um he was unfortunate.
3: Um, he had a couple of options. he's
0: thinking Warriors thirteen plus. He was thinking uh, Wade Egan to score, but he ended up placing the bet on Shawnee Johnson in time try score. So look, it was a tough geek, especially. Oh, Wait, he should have talked to us. Wade. Oh Yeah. Wade crossed first and then we were like, Oh no, and then obviously the boys were on fire. But i tell you what, Shawnee, I was happy with the pick because Shawnee was going off the right foot a bit yesterday and I really thought he was on. So, uh, look, it was stressful scenes, mm. but no, nah, no good. one if he, he got it. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not sure the exact collect, but there was I think Shawnee was paying $4.50. Oh.
3: So
0: my maths aren't the best. But, uh, yeah, 60, yeah, it would have been
1: sixty-four. Of grand. Well, we gave a couple out yesterday. We gave the power play from the TAB, which was to Harris to run for a hundred meters and thirty-five tackles. He smashed that, and and they would have got that. Plus, we gave him as any-time try scorer. So, uh, mate, unlucky. What have you got? Any uh, what's what sort of? I you know you're working for the TAB, um, Blake. What sort of um, finals money have you got going on? Who do you think wins a comp this year?
0: Oh, mate, look, it's. It's hard to go Penrith, oh, but the last time Pen- oh, hard to go against Penrith. But the last time Penrith were in this position, where they won all these games, they lost in the final to the Storm. So I, I, it's so hard to be on top for so long, and with all the amount uh, of games they've been playing over the last couple of years. Uh, look, this is going to be real left field, but I'm going to go Parramatta. I oh. think uh, I know this. I know they're super, 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 super inconsistent, but I know that this is the last time that this team's going to play together. I know a lot of the boys from that team are leaving next year. I don't think they're going to be as good the next couple of years. I think this is their chance. But I'll tell you something that I think will be interesting. The Roosters are now four points out of the eight. And I haven't checked the market this morning, but for the weekend, they're $1. eighty-seven to make the eight. So four points out. they 2 dollars There, There you go. I still think they're getting it together. Like if they play like they did against Penrith, they beat any other team in this comp. So Man. Joe Manu career best form, two dollars thirty. I'll be on this morning.
1: So two two thirty for Sydney City to make the eight. to win the final. Is that is that is that what you're picking?
0: That's what I'm picking, mate. But I can't be. You know, I'm a bad punter. But,
1: um, <laughs> I was just going to say I'm I'll on I'm on Penrith go. <laughs> hey, Blake, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, mate. You get your head back down on that pillow before you have to get home to Maria. Enjoy it. And enjoy the sleep, mate, because she'll have you out mowing lawns this afternoon, <laughs> washing windows. I know it, mate. But thanks a lot, brother. Good to talk to you this morning on the uh, Izzy and Kimby for Breakfast show, and we'll talk to you again soon. See, see you,
0: lads. Enjoy the morning.
3: <laughs> Let's chat to our next guest. He's just joined the show. The international rugby season is underway, and it was a familiar result at Eden Park, with the All Blacks blowing their opponents away to start the year, soaking in the Irish pressure, then showing ruthless intent on the counter, and when opportunities presented, equal, equal to forty-point performance from the ABs. Ireland's root rudderless once Johnny Sexton left the field for an HIA. Issa Nathewa is a Leinster legend. It would have been very interested in Saturday night. First test. And he's online now. Morning, yes, Isa.
2: Morning, bro. How are you?
3: Good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, what were your takeaways from, from that performance uh, on Saturday night, mate? The Irish were right in it, but then just gave away a little absence and, and moments, gave the All Blacks some opportunities.
2: Oh, yeah, look, um, you know, if I think back, whenever the Irish do uh, well against the All Blacks, uh, Johnny Sexton's on the field for. 80 minutes or the mostly most most of the game, you know, and um, his influence on their game plan, the way they play and how players uh, sort of react on the field um, just can't go unnoticed. So, yeah, look, awesome, awesome 15 or 18 minutes maybe, and then sort of that lapse in concentration and the All Blacks counter and and it's all over and you know the game is out of reach within sort of 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah, his, his influence. Um, is, is definitely noticeable, um, and the team really functions when he's out there on the field. But I think they'll take some, you know, a few positives away. Mm. Um, but I'd say their bodies are damn sore, to be <laughs> honest, and they probably are still sore because they did a lot of, they played a lot
3: of rugby. Yeah, they'll be they'll be knackered. Even here in the All Blacks uh, players post match, they will just saying, mate, that was physical, having a tackle hard. And and but let's talk about the Irish. Um, Game plan, mate. Like I said about it earlier in the show, I said when Johnny Sexton went off, mate, they had, it was going to be a tough ask because he is their leader, he is their general and the style yeah. of play that they play. Talk about their style. They've got so many variations on attack. You know, you've know, got all players in motion, you've got players on the inside, you've got players running over his ball, player out the back. So do you reckon they still stick with that because they do live life on the edge and when they made mistakes, the All Blacks punished them?
2: Yeah, I think they have to because I think, you know... How do you beat the All Blacks? You've got to be on your game 100 and then maybe even 110% and you're not allowed to make a mistake. Um, Mm -hmm. But you have to fire punches. You can't just sit back and and hope to get through a game. So those sort of short um, interlinking passes in the sort of first 15 minutes and sort of getting over the game line, I think that's the only way that I think they know that they will beat the All Blacks. They can't sit back and hope... um, you know, is there another option? You know, I think they've just got to play that type of game plan um, just to give them hope, really. Oh, not to give them hope, give them some, some chance of actually going on the, on the offensive rather than sitting back because that's not going to do anything. So I think they'll look at the game plan. But, you know, when they're throwing all those eggs in one basket, you know, the awesome vision mm. from, from Bodie to get the ball in behind or the turnover to Sebru. Um, Yeah, that kills you. So they have to be accurate and some. Um, And I think you know they did. They'll take some positives away from the physicality they had in the sort of five metres out. You know they really took it to them and got held up what three times and sort of uh, bombed a couple of tries. So. Yeah, they've just got to hit the bodies right, I think, because I think a lot of them will still be sore
1: this morning. Hey, Isa, we spoke to Ronan Ogara last week, and he said the depth of the Irish team is where they struggle. If they pick up injuries, uh, we've got a HIA that we've got to get through with uh, Johnny Sexton. Do you see the Irish making any changes after the game against the Māori and, of course, the first test that, that either strengthens their side or, or needs to be made?
2: Oh, yeah, well... You know, I talked to um, Andy Farrell. and I talked to Faz before the game and he was sort of laughing, saying they're sort of, you know, bringing in Michael Bent from around the country and pulling in whoever's uh, possible just with COVID and getting players over. It's not as simple as just like flying them out as, mm. as the good old days. So I think they have to be really smart and critical around, um, you know, the next the next test match. Um, I think they might be regretting playing the Maldives twice. Um, that adds to the worries because if you're struggling to get a front row, and then, uh, you know, you're sort of patching the team together. You don't want to be in that mindset going into a test match,
3: mate. What about Targ Furlong, mate? Like, it's not often you see an Irish scrum going backwards, and particularly I was a bit worried coming into this game with with our, you know, forward pack in the front row to get scrum time just. Uh, from what we've been seeing through the Super Rugby I thought they'd be put under a lot of pressure but they actually adapted really well and on the weekend you got George Bauer a young man off of Tuangafasi. it's not often you see Tar going back
2: Nah and oh mate I was so impressed with George Bauer Mm. Um, you know finally you know the beauty about sort of commentating he had a good view of the game and the amount of work he did Um, sometimes going unrecognised was absolutely phenomenal I thought he was key especially around their plan around mall time they handled the mall really really well and then the fact that they got on the upper and then started targeting the scrum in the the second half was pretty impressive from all the hard yards he did in 50 minutes a game so he was absolutely phenomenal and you know it's there's the old adage, you know, the All Blacks win, you know, if they've ever lost a match, it's always at the back end of November, the back end of their season, you know, not making excuses, but it's the back end of sort of the 11-month season for the, for the Irish coming down here, so, you know, Tykes had a lot of rugby, I'm um, not making excuses on his behalf, so I thought George Bauer was outstanding, yeah. Um like, yeah, you know, the the others have to step up around him. You know, if the, if the others are stepping up around Tyke, um, I think it sort of takes a little bit of that focus off him and he can play his game better. But, um, yeah, they're, they're struggling for a few front rowers. So if you know anyone with boots with Irish heritage... Um,
3: There's one, one across from me who's got a bag <laughs> shoulders on him, old Tony Kent, I was mate. actually
1: going to run out for the Irish too, uh, Issa, for, Tony, in the Rugby, Tony, in the rugby know, League World Cup. But they—they need a winner.
2: You get off, uh, you get off Fonsebe Road and get those on.
1: <laughs> cut it out, cut it out. Hey, mate, a couple of couple of um, uh, in in Leicester, especially out there on the wing and uh, Topia, What do you what did you just make of their game?
2: Oh, no, I thought Quinn uh, Topia and Rico were mm. outstanding in the midfield. I think. They they played the out-the-back options when they knew to. Um, the width from Aaron Smith in his pass was outstanding. And then, you know, the fact that someone like... Um, these debuts... And I don't have this sort of inner knowledge, but the fact that you can debut and just play your game and everyone else steps up around you, you know, that's when you shine as an All Black. Um, and, you know, I get in the cheat seats looking back, um, you know, all of them, even when Peter Gus came on. Like, the fact that... She, these guys took their opportunity, um, did the basics really, really well, defended when they needed to, and then played the good options and played a had a sort of all rounded team performance. And what an awesome, awesome night for a lot of those young guys.
3: Were you surprised with the the width that the All Blacks played, um, particularly on phase play? I noticed traditionally they always hit the middle man and they play the pod system, yeah. but this this week they were going straight across the face with about two or three players yep. and they were hitting that seam outside those two, uh, first like three defenders, were you, were you surprised that they went to that or was, do you yeah. see that as an opportunity? Oh,
2: I I think that's just really great coaching. Mm. Um, I think it was, a, you know, the fact that they were taking, it took a lot of the line speed away that they dominated their contact and then sort of did skip three to four defenders. Um, it just makes that next phase uh, that little bit harder to get off the line and stretches um, stretches the defence sort of thin, you know, so that width of Aaron Smith to that sort of fourth defender was was outstanding, but they dominated that contact, um, mm. which was massive too, which made that sort of next phase um, uh, a little bit, a lot more front foot ball, really. Um, and, you know, maybe there's some really good coaching and a different way to sort of take the line speed away from the Irish, but it was done very well. Really accurate, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, you said you talked to Fez um, pre-game. the the shift of the pass from Aaron Smith to the to the third person in the pod just to get on the outside of the what we call the C defender in rugby league, which yep. is three players wider than the ruck. What do you think he needs to do to change his defensive structure to stop that bending of that line, that that momentum shift that the All Blacks got on? Because they just got to the outside of that C defender and they continually yeah. got on the front foot. What does he need to change?
2: Oh, I think it's, it's, the, it's the slightest bit of spacing between sort of, you know, that first, second, third, fourth defender. But I think the alignment, you know, uh, in Geordie Barrett's first tie, try, I saw Ty Burns sort of bite in on a defender that he didn't. Um, within that system, I think they've really got to get their spacing right, which mm-hmm. allows for line speed. And then if they can get that attacker, that all-black attacker, and sort of dominate that tackle, the next phase is a lot easier, also. But I think those real fine adjustments—you know, it's not—it's—it's it's worked for them in the past. I think those fine adjustments around their spacing and then where they're aligning um, will have a big difference, and I think it'll be one of their big
3: focuses this week. Yeah, beautiful, Isak, We love having you on the show, mate. Quickly before we let you go, we we ask the question of the day: Do you see Come the Irish? Now. Do you see the Irish winning on the tour? Do you see them getting any job, or, or where, where would you see them potentially getting the win? Maybe in the second game against the Marlies, or what, what test is oh, it for look,
2: you? I, oh, you know, I think now that a week's gone by and that happens, I think this is their best option this yeah. coming week. Um, it really is. They've Because, you know, they've just got to refocus, take all the positives, and find a reaction. So I think this is... Um, this is their best chance this week. Um, this test coming. you know, I'll worry about the other two and predict those two after this weekend.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Dunedin under the roof. It's going to be great watching. Hopefully, Johnny Sexton, if they're going to have a chance, he has to be available. He's got his HIA Tuesday, and we'll keep you up to date with how he's going. Issa Narthewo, no, absolute champion, mate. Thank you so much for joining the show.
2: No worries, guys. Have a good week.
3: Awesome.